Jesus. S&P 500 program trade by level one. Your makeup call, pal. Go to work. Okay. Uh, in celebration of the recent International Coffee Day. Yes, that's a thing. Uh, I thought I'd do a video on the coffee market. Uh, we're going to cover a few things. We're going to cover, uh, well, what the market's been doing lately and why it's been uh, gathering some attention. The last year or so, a bit of crazy action in the market. I'll look at, we'll look at also the, the coffee market itself. Uh, learn a few things there and also learn about the contracts that we actually trade, the futures market uh, in coffee. Uh, then I'm going to show you a couple of um, trading ideas. We'll talk a little bit about some options uh, and a little bit more uh, about the spread market for coffee. Uh, and I will finish up with uh, the next steps. A few things you can do should you be interested in learning more about this market. So it should be fun. Get your coffee and settle in. Let's go. All right. First up, if you are listening to this as a podcast, which most of you are because I have more podcast listeners than YouTube uh, listeners, then um, we will be covering so looking at some charts in this video, but I'll put a link below uh, so you can see them, but I'll also try and talk through them. So you're not going to miss much, if anything at all. So don't worry about that. Uh, so let's get started. What are we looking at today? We're going to look at why the market has been a little bit hyped, a little bit uh, crazy in the last year or so. Um, the coffee has essentially doubled in the last year, which is like crazy to think of. Uh, if you've um, actually before I read some recent headlines, which would be interesting, I want to show you just a couple of little quotes. One is from uh, this book here, a trader's first book on commodities. It's by Carly Garner. Fantastic book. I'll talk about it towards the end too. Uh, but a fantastic book for anything commodities uh, and anything trading and a, and a must-have for your library, but I'll, I'll come back to that. Um, but I want to quote what Carly says. Uh, she's written a few. There's not much on coffee, but there's something that I thought was really bang on. Um, and I'm just going to read it out. Uh, coffee futures are prone to rally during the spring months because of freeze, because of freeze threats in Brazil. However, a freeze occurs once every five years or so. So um, that's very typical of the coffee market. It can, it can kind of go from this lull, sleepy, sleepiness to um, uh, a big wake up because of uh, weather related stuff. And about five years or so is about right. So but let's read some recent news. Uh, this is from AP. Uh, came out in the news last week or was written last week. A sustained drought followed by two July frosts blew a hole in Brazil's coffee output, immediately sending wholesale prices blah 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 higher. Uh, the frost will significantly affect the 22-23 harvest. Now, that's isn't that exactly what Carly just said a second ago? Like from a printed book to exactly what's happening in the news right now. I think that's freaking fantastic. Um, another um, an analyst from Stonex, they, these guys produce some great stuff. Uh, he wrote, uh, we've never been dealing with a supply and demand issue on top of a logistics issue, on top of labor issues, on top of global uh, of a global pandemic. Now, you could say that for a lot of markets at the moment, but it's particularly relevant for coffee. And that's what's seen this market essentially double in the last year or so, but also do it in a way that's not a straight line. It's not a kind of cryptocurrency move. Uh, it's been a, a crazy, crazy move, which to me, when I look at it, um, let's go back to the market here. Get that out of the way. Um, make me a bit smaller too, so we can see what's going on. 
uh, when I look at it, it um, that to me says there's a heck of a lot of opportunity both for options and for futures, for future spreads, uh, which I will look at in the next section, uh, if you like. But um, yeah, it all adds all of that stuff, the news and both the price dynamics just add up to some great trading uh, opportunities. So what are we what are we doing next? Let's talk about coffee market. Okay, so coffee, uh, a couple of little fun facts. Uh, I believe its origins are in Ethiopia where they first discovered a little cherry. And if you remove the stuff around the cherry, it has the raw bean, the green bean, which they figured out, someone figured out, that if you roast it, grind it, and put it in hot water, uh, drinking that hot water actually tastes nice and wakes you up. Uh, and uh, uh, and is a nice way to start the day. Um, coffee basics. Uh, there are 60 different types of coffee grown or that can be grown around the world. Only two are at an industrial level. One is called Robusta and one is called Arabica. So if you're buying coffee bags at the supermarket, uh, particularly coffee beans, you'll see that it generally says uh, it's a blend of Arabica from here, there and everywhere. Um, Robusta is the bean that creates um, instant coffee, the stuff that sits in your shelf. That's how I remember it. It's robust. It sits in your back of your shelf forever. Uh, uh, and it's fine for when you run out of the coffee beans. Now, the stuff that makes espresso is called Arabica. Uh, Arabica accounts for about 70% of the world production. Robusta is about um, 30%. Uh, as I said, they're the two types that, that, that essentially make up all industrial grade production. Uh, origins, Brazil accounts for about 35% of all production. Uh, the next in, in the list is Vietnam, which accounts for about 18%, Colombia about 8%. There are others like Guatemala, Ecuador, Papua New Guinea, um, Ethiopia, of course, they're all in the you know, 1, 2, 3% uh, range to make up uh, global production. Uh, as for the futures market, the market that we actually trade, there are several contracts for, um, for for coffee. There's one main contract, which is which I'll, actually I'll get to last. Uh, but there are several contracts, as you can see on the screen here. I've got four different prices. They're all similar, but they're not quite the same, are they? Uh, there's one trade out of Singapore, one Tokyo, one Brazil. Uh, there's on the screen here, top left. Let me see if I can make that bigger. There we go. That one. Uh, this is what we call the New York contract, what it used to be called the NIBOT contract. It's now traded on the exchange called the Intercontinental Exchange, ICE. So, yeah, it's called Ice Coffee. Uh, but it used to be called the NIBOT, NYBOT, New York Board of Trade, which I've got a little clip of. <laughs> um, oh, it's gone away. There we go. For those of you listening, not watching, there's a clip of Trading Places there. Trading Places, just a little tangent uh, trading places was filmed on the old floor of the new york board of trade which was underneath the world trade center uh many years ago uh, and moved before 9 11 but that um those scenes those trading scenes were filmed with real traders in the background they were brought in on the weekend to be extras and to pretend to be yelling and screaming and doing that which the way they used to the great way they used to trade futures they don't anymore obviously it's all electronic uh, but that was filmed uh, in the orange juice pit, which was, I believe, right next door or a couple over from the coffee pit. So there you go. Uh, in terms of, I'll get rid of those. There we go. In terms of uh, 
the coffee specs itself, it is a big, it is a big contract. Each contract, each futures contract, on uh, um, the, the ICE contract that is, it accounts for 37,500 pounds of coffee. Uh, and so that works out, if you're seeing, if you're looking in the chart here, uh, a move from 191 to 192 is one cent and that works out to be 375. Now that's a heck of a lot. Generally, uh, well, last night had a range of uh, eight cents. So that's a huge move. Uh, on average at the moment, your average true range reads about, let me just find that, reads about five, five or six at the moment. So on a daily basis, there we go, it's a bang on six. Um, so bang on that, that's a little over $2,000 range per day per contract. That's a that's a volatile contract. Uh, I first traded coffee back in the 90s uh, and it was a wild and crazy market. Then we used to trade a lot uh, coffee versus cocoa or just trade them both uh, independently. But they fall into the same category of just a crazy potentially crazy market to, to trade. They're very much weather driven. So weather, obviously in Brazil, it counts for th a third of the production. Uh, so things like weather in Brazil, weather in all of those equatorial countries um, uh, can be, you know, weather around those regions can be volatile. Therefore, uh, coffee prices can be volatile. It can affect planting, it, it can affect harvest, but it also, as that Stonex um, analyst said, it can affect logistics and all of that as well. So uh, that's what you see a lot of this volatility in the coffee market creates. And as I said, uh, <clears throat> this is what creates uh, the opportunity to trade in things like options uh, and to trade in things like spreads. It also creates the large amount of risk in trading the outrights, but it creates different trading ideas in those, in those other strategies. So. Uh, I'll get to that in a second. Uh, for the futures, for this particular futures, the um, New York uh, contract, sorry, I still call it the New York contract. Uh, it trades five expiry months per year, uh, March, May, July, September, and December. Uh, so you, you tend to find the first couple of contracts are liquid and the, and the back ones aren't, or aren't even listed yet. Uh, in terms of what moves the market, uh, well, I already said data and all of that kind of stuff. You'd be able to get your data from um, uh, the USDA do produce a report. It's not as influential as, say, um, the USDA reports for grains. You also get data from a place called the ICO, International Coffee Organization, uh, out of London. And there's also a, a lot of data coming out of Brazil. Generally speaking, the data is thought to be less uh, reliable as it as it is in other markets, and that creates the volatility too. Uh, so it, it, it's probably a bit more tricky for uh, a true fundamental analyst to kind of cover the market unless they really dig deep and know what they're, they're doing because there can often be some false data coming out. So I read, I don't know personally, but so I read that. Um, but certainly when you look at a chart, it certainly looks like that, doesn't it? I mean, just that top left chart, just that New York contract certainly looks like that's what happens in the market. Uh, so what's up next? Let's talk about a couple of trades. Uh, all right. So as I mentioned before, trading outrights can be risky. Uh, so with $375 per cent, that's an expensive contract to trade. Uh, it's fine if you have a big account and you can put just a little bit in there and keep your stops relatively wide, uh, and, and afford to do that. But there are better ways of doing it. 
as I said before, uh, one option is options. When I look at this market, I used to be a professional options trader myself. I'm not now, uh, but um, after a while, it teaches you to be able to quickly eyeball a market and say, okay, well, here are the potential trades. You know, So with something like this market, if you think of it, it's in it's in a way a little bit like a um, little bit like the VIX, the way this market can behave. It can go from slumber to explosive and back to slumber again, which is what the VIX can do. It can sit at you know fifteen to twenty range and then the breakout, and then yeah, yeah. that's the nature of um, stock market volatility, which is what the VIX is, uh, and that's the nature of these uh, you know explosive markets, the coffee and the cocoa, and we'll do cocoa in another video, uh, but. Um, so as an options trader, you can say, well, short, you know, just simple short call, short put strategies are probably in, in the more idiotic end of the spectrum. Uh, something you tend to, uh, if you're going to do, you don't do very often, or if at all, to be honest with you. It's a, it, it's a market that seems to be, that looks like it will pay off patience uh, in trading from uh, options from the long side, long deltas. Uh, also strategies like um, I mean if I look at this market right now uh, what we've got is um, markets gone from I love looking at the average true range I'll just uh, expand that on the screen so that the average true range let's say that is a it's not going to be the well it's a measure of volatility so instead of looking at say implied volatility averages uh, or historical volatility we can look at uh, an average true range and just estimate, um, you know, how options prices would look. So it's the market's gone from say a few months ago trading low volatility, trading extreme high volatility two months ago, uh, and then back again down to slightly higher than average volatility. When I look at a, a market like that, I think, well, you know, the trades to make would be something like uh, uh, being long calls uh, and being uh, you know, have some credit puts in there, that type of thing. The market doesn't look like it's going to take a huge dump at any time soon. There are, um, as we said before, some some fundamental issues holding this market up. So you could do something like uh, sell a you know a credit put spread and 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 have that pay for a long call position to a certain degree. Um, something like that, you know, and maybe trade even in the diagonal in the, in the first month and the second month uh, expiry. For those of you that have traded. Uh, options you, you kind of know what I'm what I'm getting at so uh, with options you know you would avoid the outright short positions a lot of brokers will stop you from doing that anyway uh, but um, even so common sense should stop you from doing it uh, and and then in terms of being long you want to be trading from the lower volatility which is kind of where it is now it's not super low volatility uh, it's that kind of low to medium, low to moderate volatility, which is a great place to trade these volatility uh, strategies uh, because it, it shows there is a degree of uncertainty in the market, but there's also more potential in the market in terms of fall, uh, if that makes sense. Um, in terms of spreads, I intimated before that this market is a great one for trading spreads. I think it is. It, it is very much a seasonally driven market. I have a little chart here for us. Uh, a little bit blurry, I beg your pardon, but um, uh, this shows the seasonal trend of outright coffee over the course of any particular year. It shows a five-year and a 15-year 
average. Uh, and you can see there's periods where there's definite trends. I like looking at the 15 year average. It gives you obviously a better average. Uh, and I look for the five year contract to show us more of a um, confirmation, I guess, if you like. So you can see there's periods you know, from September to October where the markets uh, can be potentially bearish. There's a bit of, um, let's see, a bit of uncertainty over the following few months. Uh, and then there's a bit of um, uh, bullishness into the end of the year and the start of next year, uh, and then a bit more uncertainty. So it goes from phases of bullish, bearish, uncertain, bullish, bearish, uncertain, and so on. And that, that's a, to me, that's a nice looking seasonal chart. And from there we can build uh, strategies. Um, here's one I prepared earlier, as they say. This again shows the five and 15 year. If this is all alien to you, by the way, I'll explain it in the end. But um, uh, this is a five year and a 15 year uh, trend. You can see that there's a definite trend. This is where we're starting to look at spreads. So in this particular instance, we're looking at March versus July. Uh, and on average, it shows the last uh, 15 years. Um, if we were to be selling this spread, selling the March, buying the July, on average, it makes profit 100% of the time. <laughs> it has done in the last 15 years, uh, and it makes a decent amount of profit to that. It would be entering a strategy uh, at the start of or the middle of September and exiting in uh, November, even as late out as early January. Um, I like the look of this spread. To me, it ticks all the boxes. Uh, for a particular looking spread. I'm not saying you should go and enter spreads or anything like that, but I'm just showing this is this is one particular way we might look um, at the market, if you like. It's, um, as I said, it's a very seasonal, uh, seasonal type. Let me get rid of that screen there. Um, it's a very seasonal market, and that is um, it, it has distinct, not necessarily direction, but volatility during certain parts of the year, obviously when weather is affecting crops. Okay, so it's, it's if you've traded uh, the grains, you know what I'm talking about. Even if you trade energy markets, you know what I'm talking about, how weather can affect the market at certain times of the year more than the others. Uh, so very much so in, in these uh, equatorial crops, coffee, um, for example. So uh, that creates some great trading opportunities, uh, but you have to know exactly what you're kind of looking for, which gets us on to the next thing. Nice little graphic. Things to do next. Um, I've got five little things for you to do next. First up, uh, if you're going, if you're interested in trading a market like this or any commodity market like this, you need to learn about spreads. And that's what we do at the masterclasstrader.com uh, advanced spread course. We look at how to go about analyzing these spreads, finding data like I just showed you then, where to find that data, and then how to pull it apart and make sense of it and turn it into a trade. So take uh, what might be a vague idea, backed up by a little bit of data, dig deeper and turn it into a trade. That's the idea of what we do at the, um, uh, at the advanced spread course. Uh, if you check it out, it's masterclasstrader.com and there's a, um, a special there at the moment. I think it's 20% off uh, if you use the code trading with GP, but look for the button at the top that says specials because that'll show you the specials. Uh, we also have a spread group. I'll have details of that below where a few of us who have done these courses uh, talk about these spreads and talk through them and find them, find different spreads for, find different trades for each other and talk through them and say, no, that one's good, that one's rubbish. And it's all good people uh, really enjoy um, going through uh, uh, 
different ideas, different trading ideas uh, with people kind of new to the market. There's no silly questions or anything like that. Um, uh, and um, it's a good group of people. So that's something to check out as well. The link is below. Uh, get the data is number three, I think is the next thing to do. Um, I'm using these screens are on uh, TradingView. You can get the data from anywhere. I would suggest doing this if you're interested in learning about the market. Don't pick one, pick two markets and follow them. Got, there's an example here uh, that to me as a spread trader kind of just jumps out straight away. Uh, and that is trading the iced coffee. As I said, this is one on the top left. And down on the bottom right, I've got the um, the Euro-based uh, Robusta. So the New York contract is Arabica and there's a Robusta contract as well. And you can see here, it's really interesting stuff. So take a look at the top one. Markets rallied, had that peak uh, volatility come back and kind of settled into a bit of a range. Not quite a nice triangle, but kind of getting there a little bit, you know. Whereas this Robusta contract has continued on its merry way higher and made new highs and so on. Uh, a little task for you to do is go and, go and find out why. Why is that happening? Um, my guess is that it's uh, geography related, weather related, could be. Um, but the way to learn about a market is to um, is, is to take on you know one project and learn about it. And here's a project for you. Find out why Robusta is trading differently from Arabica at the moment. Uh, and email me. Um, also, uh, get the books. Now, I mentioned before um, Carly Garner's book on quarter first, a trader's first book on commodities. It's fantastic. I think it's one of the best books written for a very long time. Uh, and um, it's cheap as chips. She should charge a heck of a lot more for it, uh, but because it's very thorough uh, and um, it's, it's very well thought out, very well researched. Uh, I think it's a must-have if you're getting into this world of commodity trading, trading futures, any of that. She has three books. Uh, one's over here, Trading Commodity Options. The other one is, for some reason, on the floor, uh, Higher Probability Commodity Trading. But this first one is the one to start with. Get all three, 20 bucks each. Um, uh, fantastic resource, fantastic. Uh, the other thing to get is, uh, for some reason, I can't find my 2021 version, but this is the 2020. It's called the Commodity. Can you see that? Yeah, Commodity Trading Guide from Hightower. Uh, this is must-have if you're getting into commodities. Um, I've bought every year's one. I think, yeah, I don't know where the 2021's gone, but uh, each page is dedicated to, um, oh, there you go, I opened it up right at coffee. Uh, each page is dedicated to a particular market, has charts like production, um, exports, all of that kind of stuff, price charts, uh, and a little write-up on each market. It's a great place if you're looking at a new market as a futures trader, you often kind of jump from one market to the other, or you can do, I have. Uh, it's a great resource to just say, okay, well, this is what wheat's doing. This is what lean hogs are doing. Uh, it's an annual thing. Uh, and right now, I think if you buy it, you get $5 off. It's at the Hightower. If you look up Hightower Report or commodity, Hightower Commodity Trading Guide, uh, it's 20 bucks otherwise five dollars if you buy the early edition um, and it's it's a must-have every year you must have that um, things to do number five um, contact me if you've got a question or a trading idea or you do look up robusta versus arabica and and have some ideas on why it's trading differently 
uh, contact me, have a have a chat. I'm always happy to have a chat about the markets. I don't do if you're looking at the YouTube video, I don't do comments below uh, because just because I don't want to. Uh, but certainly uh, head over to one of my there's a, there'll be a link below to one of my websites and you can contact me through there and I'll be happy to hear from you and have a chat about coffee trading or commodity trading generally spread trading options whatever you want to talk about you know um, once I start sometimes I just can't stop uh, it's probably the coffee in me anyway um, go and have a nice coffee uh, and trade well